Yeah, we will. All right, guys. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the We Stomped You Out show. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we've been back uh, because, you know, there's an emotional, uh, you know, hurt that gets put on us when we consistently have to talk about losing and losing and losing. And uh, though there have been a, a couple victories along the way, uh, it was mostly a lost season for the New York football giants uh, and, and the fans. Oh, look at that. Uh, Keith showing his uh, Christmas stuff. So I am Steve. Got Rodriguez there. Nope. That way. <laughs> this is terrible. Timmy Tabala down that way. It's a story. Oh, lovely lady. And Keith. What? Keith, you're the easiest one. Right there. <sighs> how you guys doing? How was uh how were the holidays? How was uh how was uh New Year, Keith? You you went down for your annual trip down to the Keys. How was that? Amazing. It was uh very relaxing. Uh I just sit on I had a second floor patio with a hammock, rocking chairs, looking over the water. My dog with me, my wife with me, my you mentioned daughter your dog was down first. There. You mentioned your dog first, okay? Well, don't, you don't argue don't with Don't let you. Wanda hear this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. This is this show without Steve. Rod, uh, Rodriguez, not Rodriguez. Farachi. No, Farachi. Sweet. Yeah, we're we Farachi the show. Thank God. Uh, so, let's, yes. let's talk. <laughs> Let's yeah, talk no, like men. Was, was, we can talk like men. We don't have Farachi on the show. It was nice. It was a relaxing trip. It was just Watch Rodriguez. basically. Ah, oh. oh, he's back. Damn it, party ruiner. All right. Oh yes. <laughs> it was a uh, nice relaxing trip. How was your? Uh, you doing anything for the vacation, Tim? Or no, not really. Just uh, nothing. No upstate. Just home with the family. Taking it easy. To my brothers, that's always good too, bro. Stayed home Christmas Day and just chilled out New Year's Eve. Oh, she's back. She's back. back. Hey, but before before we go any further here, uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, uh, you got to click the link that um, it says StreamYard on there, and you got to authorize the app so that we can see who who uh, who you are and uh, see like little picture. Uh, so we we do have a comment. Uh, what do you guys think of that Giants head coach hire? We'll get into that. I promise you. Where did you know? Why did Keith go? Here we go. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> you know like, why? Because he's always moving his phone, his his hands around the camera, and he probably you know clicks out of there. Definitely didn't click out of just the app because then we would see him frozen. You're lucky that's all we get out of him. What? <laughs> <laughs> He joins the show like six or seven times, so you, you'll get used to that. But again, if you're watching on Facebook, uh, click that link, authorize the app, and we can see who you are, and then we can uh, pop up the um, the comments that you do. Right now, you're a nameless, faceless person, uh, but we're definitely going to get into um, that. It's a cute cliff. Look at this. We'll get into the coaching hire, of course. Uh, that's going to be our big topic Today and uh, Rodriguez, what'd you do for the for the holiday? Drank. Salute. Mazel tov. All that good stuff. Lachayim or something like that. Lachayim. <laughs> uh, I'm not drinking, but I brought my. Uh, I thought you were gonna share your bottle of water or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I put a little uh, Snapple. There we go. Snapple. <laughs> Snapple, if you're watching. 
you know, we're here. All right, let's uh, let's get the party started with a little bit of theme music, huh? Do it, do it. I put up five minutes, the greatest quarterback in, in, in Giants history. And you say, Do it, Keith. Give it to them. Give it to them. Eli, man. Yes. All right, don't show us his butt. My dog just started barking inside. He's like, what the hell are you hollering about? He knows the song. He knows the song. If, if not for uh, Ruger. No, he hears me yelling. He's ready to bite an ankle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, Tim. Tim, I, I I know you said you didn't do much for the holiday, but you just started your annual what? What do you annually do this time of year? Sopranos marathon. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Somebody asked. Somebody asked me today. Is it really worth watching? Hello. <laughs> it was on. It was on something that uh, that you you commented on. It was that uh, I think it was the. Uh, the anniversary 21 years ago or something like that and uh i i guess they watched the first few of them and they didn't get into it so they said is this really worth watching i said go back and watch it again wait isn't there a show or a movie coming out where his kid is the plays him yeah oh yeah that i want to see that i want to see i'm a little nervous about it but yeah i'm definitely gonna watch it you guys Uh, um that's off off Good point. Slightly off topic, but related because there's a lot of characters or actors in this show too. Is uh, Boardwalk Empire? You guys ever watch that? Oh man, I loved it. Great. I loved Great. that show. Whoa. Great freaking oh, show. Careful, Sorry, careful, Keith. I don't want you to fall. Nothing. Nothing. No. <laughs> Great show. You watch that, uh, Farachi? Tim? No, no, I've not seen it. What Farachi, you, you that's with uh, that's with cousin Tony, right? Cousin Tony's in that. Tony Cousin Tony's in that. I think Uncle June is in some parts. Yep. Um, Uncle June, that rap bastard. What's his name? Uh, the oh my god, I forget his name. The the guy that um, the the guy that Artie Buco beats up. Benny. The Benny's in that too. Yeah. What yeah, about Benny that? works with Lucky Luciano. Benny and the Jets. Hey Farachi, ever see uh, Boardwalk Empire? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about something Farachi knows nothing about. Yeah, do it. No. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, look at you. Well, you look at that. Wide in your view. Tim, can you do that too? I don't want to touch anything. Um... <laughs> look at that. There we go. All right. Now we got. Yes, sir. Just leave it oh, just. Okay. I'm going to go upside down for a second. Look at this. Look at this. No, you're this back. The Giants. Oh, Here we go. Boom. When you, when you do a full circle, you do a full circle. Yeah, you do a full, <laughs> full, full, full circle. <laughs> All right, so we, we got... Do uh, in New York. We do three city. <laughs> we got a few uh, <laughs> few viewers so far. Uh, the one that said, talked about the Giants head coach. And then Mike Domino, welcome to the show. He says, I feel this guy is going to be good. We get that out there. He coached alongside... Um, uh, Bill in New England, and we'll see. I'm just sick and tired of watching this team lose. So are we. And, you know, if you've been watching this show, you know that it's time after time. By the way, cute kid. 
um, time after time, we're going over and it's like the same repetitive stuff. And and on the last episode, I, I said, you know, it's not just us. There's all OPC. the shows, all the giant shows. OPC. It's down OPC. All right, let's get into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, explain OPC real quick. Come on, Farachi. You think we should? No, that's not okay. It's it. it uh, let me if I know Farachi, he asked you, but I'm just gonna say it is a offline joke between us that I think is better we don't explain. But if Farachi, if you want to continue to explain after that, go for it. No, it's probably not the not enough. Yeah, Reaper. it's probably better we don't. Tell uh, no, Tim. It's an Tim awful, needs, it's an awful joke. Well, it's this no offer. He needs to know who uh, who he's dealing with. Tell me off the air. Off the yeah, air. Right. I'll tell Tim off the air. Let I want to. I want to get into a little bit of uh, a video uh, real quick about uh, you know Joe, Joe Judge, the newest um, head coach for the New York Football Giants. He, is, he was the former wide receivers coach and special teams guy for the New England Patriots. Um, In honor of the departed Warner Wolf, can I roll us into that video? Oh, why, definitely. Stop. Let's go to the videotape. Let's go to the videotape. Let's get it up here, and we'll go a little full screen for you guys and uh, take a little listen to our latest head coach, Joe Judge. Now, there's a question out there I'm sure a lot of people are asking. That's number one, who am I? Well, maybe I can explain that a little bit better, but instead of saying who am I, by telling you what's relevant in this conversation with being a coach of the New York Giants, what I'm about. And what I'm about is an old-school physical mentality, okay? Yeah. A product on the field that the people of this city and region will be proud of because this team will represent this area. We'll play fast. We'll play downhill. We'll play aggressive. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes. We'll play every play like it is a history and a life of its own with a relentless competitive attitude. That's right. We'll play fundamentally sound. We will not beat ourselves. That is our mission right here. Okay. I'm about caring for the players in the locker room. Let's not forget there's a human element to this game. Let's not think that in professional sports that paying a paycheck to somebody makes it absent of empathy. We need to make sure that we take care of the players in our locker room, that we treat them the right way, that we teach them the correct techniques, and that we put them in the right situation to be successful. We're going to ask these men to come in and give everything they have every day. We're going to demand it, and we appreciate everything they give us. It's our, it's our responsibility to take care of them on a daily basis and make sure when they are done with our game, they are better furthered for the rest of their career as a father, a husband, and a professional, whatever avenue they take. That's right. Now, what this team's going to look like, I mentioned earlier, I want this team to reflect this area. I want the people that pay their hard-earned money in the neighborhoods of New York, North Jersey, South Jersey, to come to our games and know that the players on the field play with the same attitude they wake up with every morning. That is blue-collar. It's hard work. It's in your face. We're not going to back down from anybody. We're going to come to work every day and grind it out the way they do in their jobs every day. And they can invest their money in our program knowing it's worthwhile. They put a Giants uniform on. They put a Giants hat or jersey on that it's not representing just the 53 on the field, but it's representing their neighborhoods, their communities, and their families with the values they have instilled in their children. 
Now, at this moment, my priorities are pretty simple. I have an outsider's view of this team. I've competed against the Giants. I've studied this team from the outside looking in, preparing myself for this job and opportunity. But I have to make myself fluent in a language within the building. I have to study the players. I have to evaluate the current coaching staff and give everybody a fair evaluation to make sure we make the right decisions. That I have a clear vision of what the path going forward needs to be to help these players progress the correct way. Relative to staff, I do not have a staff in place. Yes, I have some names in mind, but we will talk to everybody. We will take our time. My priority is to put the right men around these players that they can come to work every day. They can be coached hard. They can be taught. I want good people. Before anything, if you're going to work in an organization, you're a good person. I don't want any alternative agendas. I'm making that clear right now. No, There's not going to be Browns. a organization who has nothing but the best interest of the players at hand and isn't going to come to work every day and put their butt on the line for the guys who are going to work hard for them. All right. Bio teachers, not presenters. I don't want someone who looks fancy in front of a screen that can sell you with a lot of different sales lines. I want teachers. I want old school people who can get to our players and give them the mental image of what it's supposed to look like. And I want them to demonstrate on a daily basis the work ethic of what it's going to take to do it successfully day in and day out. Because over the course of six months of this season, it takes day in and day out to be successful. The margins of error in this league are too small. You cannot get by with some kind of magic scheme or new gimmick or think you've reinvented the wheel. The same things win football games that have always won football games. It's fundamentals. And those fundamentals will start for us in the classroom. They'll start with being in meetings on time. They'll start with being on the field on time in the proper dress. They'll start with knowing your playbook. They'll start with being out there and stretching the right way and warming your body up the right way that you prevent any kind of soft tissue injuries on the field. And then they carry over to the fundamentals on the field. It's running, it's tackling, it's ball security, okay? It's a contact sport. You can't get around that. It's meant security to be a ball. physical game. It's for tough people. We will practice with a physical attitude. We will practice in pads. We will practice live tackling. Not to make a statement that we're trying to be tough. We're going to practice live tackling because I believe in doing it safely. You want to make your players safer? You start by instructing them how to do it. And we're going to work on everything we do and everything we ask them to do at full speed on Sunday at a competitive level. We're going to make sure that we have practice, corrected, and repractice before they have to do it at a live pace. Okay? There's not going to be shortcuts what we have to do. It's a tough division. It's a tough division in cities full of tough people. And they expect to see a program. They expect to see a product that represents them. And I'm going to do everything in my power every day to make sure the people of this city and this area turn on the TV or sit in the stadium seats and are proud to say that we're their New York Giants. Right. Now, from this point forward, any questions you may have, I'll be happy to answer best of my ability. All right. So, Jimmy, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, what can you say? You guys said everything you want to hear. Uh, I, I mentioned you guys in the message. I would, I would put a helmet on right now and run through a wall for the guy. <laughs> So he says all the right things. Let's just hope it translates. Yeah. Uh, Rodriguez, what do you think? I, I know that he got you hooked as soon as you said, I'm an old school guy. I'm an old school coach. 
You knew that you knew that was gonna get I, me, right? I know it. As soon as he said we're gonna be tough guys, we're gonna jack people up, we're gonna play, we're gonna play hard nosed football. And I, I just hope that he hires the right guys to bring his vision through. I mean, he needs a defensive coordinator that's an old school tough guy. He needs an offensive coordinator that's a little bit creative now because you know there's there's a lot of things that you can do offensively, you know, and defensively also, but you need a, you need a guy that's gonna smash your mouth. And then he's got to get the personnel. They have to draft well. Unfortunately, uh, let's go to the bad side real quick. We still kept the general manager. We still kept the guy who who's not making, who's a little bit off on, on, on the picks. But uh, let, let's see what this guy does. Let's see how much power he has. He's a young guy. I like the fact that he's a young guy and he's a hard-nosed guy. Um, right, guys. I mean, you know, if he's if he's a young guy who could be with us for another 10, 15 years and and build a legacy like Coughlin did, like Parcells did. Yeah, we lost Keith again. <laughs> like uh, like Belichick, like Belichick did. Spagnola, the defense he came out with, he created all these things. Uh, the Giants are defense first. As long as we're tough guys beating people up, I I can live through the season. Yes. Although I'm a little worried about a rookie coach and basically a rookie quarterback and kind of a rookie running back. You know, they, they're very they're all very young. So everybody's going to kind of grow up together. But uh, I trust in Belichick. I know you guys do because he's he's our guy. You know, I, I trust in him teaching this guy how to do things properly. So let's uh, let's hope that happens. Yeah, Mike, I, I think we agree with you. Uh, Mike is talking about how the GM should have gotten fired. Uh, absolutely. For sure. Gettleman should have been gone, uh, but we, you know, we got to live with him for another year and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, in, uh, in, in his first interview after, um, after Judge's press conference, he was talking about how they asked him, you know, what, you know, what's the philosophy? He said, uh, and they said, are you still going to be the guy to, pick the players and then the coach has to has to is forced to coach the players that you want to choose. And he said, no, there's going to be collaboration involved and, and whatnot. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it, but you know, but we'll see uh, Keith. What, what do you think about the conference? Is that the 40 ounce you're drinking over there, Tim? <laughs> um, the I, I, I was, I mean, you know, old I was very pumped. Uh, the guys, the guy, <clears throat> without being on the field has really sold me. Um, once the players get on the field under his direction, we'll really see if he sells me or not. But uh, his press conference was really convincing. He he brought back, uh, and I'll, I'll use my uh, son's terminology when him and I would text him back and forth after the press conference. Uh, he is very Coughlin-like. Um, you know, and that's my son's era, you know, for, for us for uh, Coughlin is accurate. However, we would probably say more. He is uh, very Parcells, Belichick-like. Uh, however, Coughlin is also a part of that system. And yeah. and if you think about it, this guy, Joe Judge, is a part of that system. So uh, it, it's really, to me, it's tradition. Uh, and it's getting passed down back to the Giants. Uh, the Giants have a history from, from Landry from Lombardi, you know, of just letting people go uh, into other franchises and making them champions. So it, it feels like hopefully, and I'm hoping this is really hopeful thinking that it's full circle at this point, that now 
it's coming back to us, the people that we have nurtured and sent off and have made champions in other teams, they have nurtured other people and they're coming back to us now. And hopefully this guy, he's young, as Rodriguez, Rodriguez was saying, and he hopefully will be somebody we have for a long time. Um, and he brings us a lot of success because prior to this, you know, we've had what Jim Fossil was a successful coach under us. A lot of people have issues with him. I like Fossil. Then we have Coughlin came under a lot of controversy. Uh, Coughlin, when he first came in, was really tough. He shook out a lot of the uh, snowflakes, <laughs> i.e. Tiki Barber. You like the prop there? And I think that's what this guy Joe Judge is going to do. He's going to shake out a lot of the snowflakes. Uh, and what I mean by snowflakes is players who are there for themselves, players who are not willing to put themselves in a position for the team to win, only in a position for them to win, such as Odell Beckham. I, Odell Beckham's a super talented that dude. I wish him all the best, but I don't think he was what we needed to win. Uh, and I think this guy, Joe Judge, is uh, going to shake a lot of that out. Uh, you know, I think the hiring so far is a good hiring, but I can't tell you until week 17 how I truly feel about it. I can only tell you based off press conferences and other people's recommendations. So that's where I'm at based off of those limited facts. Yep. All right. Um, all, all fair. What, what about, so, and Tim, you talked about the wide range of emotions that we all went through as, you know, as a team that we stomped you out show. And of course, and, and this is, is also true of, of giants nation, you know, uh, all the giant fans is so uh, we start seeing dominoes fall and, you know, um, McCarthy, you know, visits and then he goes and stays at Jerry Jones's um, in Jerry Jones's bed. Party time, Dick. What? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> I don't know what just happened. My video went out, but I just said slumber party time, Dick. <laughs> I mean, I was hoping Matt Rule would have a sleepover tomorrow, you know. Right? But hey, I think we got the good guy. But anyway, Tim, sorry, not stealing your thunder, bro. No, no, no. Sleepover thing is funny. So, uh, so we we hear that, and I, I wasn't disappointed that we didn't get McCarthy. I wasn't uh, upset about that one. Um, but uh, when the Matt Rule uh, thing came out, and he was going to Carolina, then it's like, holy shit! Now we can't even get you know our, our top guy, this guy that grew up as a Giants fan, and all this other stuff. So now I'm starting to think, you know, now Gettleman is really like James Dolan, and he's gonna nobody's gonna come here, just like nobody wants to come play for the Knicks, right? Uh, so, but then, then you start hearing about the ridiculous contract and, and really the balls on, on, on rule at that point to, you know, get the offer from Carolina and then call the giants and, you know, not even an interview to call the giants say, Hey, you want a match? No, seven years, $70 million. No, we're not. Yeah. That, right? go, go to Carolina, go do your thing. Enjoy Cam Newton. So then I, I can't I can't hate him for doing that though, bro. You, you know. No, no, no. But that's a ballsy move. Like, like you know, it is. But I can't conversation. Um, Fuck it. Why not? You're gonna give me. What has no he done? Word. What has he? What has he done? Hold and, on. Exactly. So screw it. What, you like the props I got going, right? Really? Why not? You gotta ask. You never know. You might get more money. Don't prompts? don't be a. Yeah, but at least prompts or props. <laughs> Both. Props, but, props. But okay. the, my problem with it, not not to ask to match or anything, but at least sell you know sell your sell yourself on on sell the sell yourself to the Giants 
and talk about what you're going to do with the schemes and whatnot, the players and you know all that stuff, and then say, hey, you want to match? Maybe okay. he doesn't want to be a giant coach. Maybe I mean you got you guys got to remember that not everyone wants to play for us, coach for us, or be in New York. Some people yeah. can't handle it. So maybe it's a media. Yeah. It's me. It's the media's fault that was getting you know. Matt Rule wants to come to the Giants. It's Matt yeah, Rule's Giants. fault for being a. Exactly. So anyway, enjoy yeah. Cam Newton. Uh, you got yourself a hell of a running back over there, but uh, enjoy Cam Newton and uh, quarterbackless. Uh, team, so uh, and <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> sour <What>? much. <laughs> and then what? I, I, well, I'm sour on on two two uh, two fronts there. I'm I, I'm not sour on ruling. Get your seventy million dollars out of here. Uh, I'm sour that I that I chose Cam Newton this year for the first time. And okay, can I just ask a question? No. Have we heard Tim's opinion yet? Because he's looking pretty patient over there. <laughs> I'm, I'm just enjoying. I'm just enjoying. So that, this is the timeline, timeline. Uh, so then Joe Judge, the uh, new number one judge in New York, he gets hired. Was that about an hour? You <laughs> <laughs> well, about an hour later, right? So my her, my Herman Munster comment went completely <laughs> without without remark. We don't <laughs> Sorry, have to dude. talk about him. We don't have to talk about him. <laughs> uh, and then we hear this guy now. Now you know, uh, Giants have hired Joe Judge. And now, I, from what I want to say happened, we all started scrambling. Joe Judge, what the hell is going on right now? And started scrambling to see who this guy is. And and it was it was pretty uh, pretty cool how he started off his press conference was talking about what's he doing? You know, want to start off by saying talking about who I am and you know what I'm going to bring here. So, uh, Timmy, I know that you have a lot of thoughts on this. So talk to us about your range of emotions through that. It was really like an hour and a half, two hour time, time frame. Well, well, the roller coaster started with Gettleman not getting fired. Yes. The day Shermer got fired and he didn't go, that was that's that's the roller coaster was going up. And you just you scared because you can't believe that this idiot it's did like, not get fired yet. Yeah, exactly. You're holding on, you're praying that you're not gonna die, and you're still here. And then his first press conference, I know we were sharing it amongst ourselves, he contradicted himself like 10 times and flat out lied to the press. How do you do that? He looks terrible in shorts, too. Lying, contradicting yourself constantly. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds you like a call call center manager who's trying to explain to you why you can't have the day off. Basically. (laughs) That's basically He's like a a circus clown. Like like the... Everyone called every, I don't know about how down there, but everyone up here, all the news, all the all the news people called him out on it. Does not let him get away with it. They do you're lying, you're contradicting yourself. What the hell are you talking about? And he just, you know, bubble with a stupid accent and stupid mumble. And just moved on. So that was that part. And as, you know what though, as far as Dutch goes. I know how bad it was when we lost Rule, but everyone up here is still bashing the Giants for that. But how can you bash them? They didn't get a shot. They did not get a shot at him. He, he went, got his offer, said match right. it with, with a big set of balls. Yep. They're like, we're not giving you a, a college coach $62 million plus incentives for seven years. Are you out of your mind? So you get know over what? yourself. I applaud, I applaud the Giants for that. I applaud the Mariners, Wellingtons. I love the fact that they did that. And now they found a guy who, like I said, he talks the talk, 
Let's just hope he can walk the walk because you know. Would you have right given? Now, would you have I'll given Saban? Right now, I put my hate for this wall fam. That's how that's awesome that was. <laughs> would you have given Saban Saban that money? Nick Saban. No, nah. I don't want a college coach. I don't want a college coach. Okay. McCarthy was actually my number one. Yeah, and mine then, too. Um, yeah, that's true. You know, once he went, whatever, and then I was like, okay, well, I guess we're gonna get rule, and yeah, then then, then the real emotion started. I, I My number was Jason Garrett. Single media bashed him. Every media was on top of him like crazy. Like, Gettleman sucks. You're not going to get nobody. Like, you know what? I think we found somebody who, who wants to be here, who's going to like being here, and who's going to turn the team around. And who's gotten high praise from successful coaches within their, their realm. So, Saban in, in college and, and uh, Belichick in the, in the pros. How can they not yeah, praise people, him? Oh, and I then, you know what? Know, Come on. People who I trust. I mean, as far as media guys go, because you know you can't trust the Stephen A. Smith. No, but you can trust some of the. <laughs> what do you mean, Tim? Why can't you trust Stephen A. Smith? Oh God, I hate that guy. <laughs> I hate that guy. Yeah, he's a a I mean, I love this guy, so. bad man. You know what? I, I, I'm on board. Yeah, and and so that, that's what. Get on my helmet. Stephen A. Smith has been really. You remember when I played the video of of all the the haters of uh, of Danny Dimes. He was like the biggest. What, what, what did he say? Who? What, what kind of name is Daniel Jones? Well, what kind of name is Stephen A. Smith? <laughs> well, I remember when really we first stupid. Wow. <clears throat> Completely kind of kind of unrelated to what we're talking about. But since you mentioned Danny Dimes, uh, during the Put It in the Book show, which is another show we have on Cine Sports Talk Channel, uh, it's a Mets show. Check it out, Jimmy fan. We we're, we were on that show during the draft and. Uh, you remember I was checking my phone. I was like, we caught, we drafted a quarterback named Danny Jones. None of us really knew who he was. And then later, all three of us, uh, all three of us, meaning to put in the book show guys, Steve, Steve, and myself, went and checked it out. And then we pulled Tim in that conversation. And all of us were saying, all four of us at that point were saying, I- I'm not mad at this draft because it looked like <clears throat> they did due diligence in trying to understand who they wanted on this team and who fit and based on a skill set, uh, how they can use this guy for go forward and longevity as far as success is concerned. And I think they pulled that same theory or that same process and thought process with this guy, uh, Joe judge. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm bringing a full circle. He, you know, he's young. He's, he's from a, uh, ultimate championship system twofold, right? Uh, in college and in the NFL, and he's eight years under the tutelage of Belichick, who right now is possibly the best coach of our lifetime, uh, all cheating aside. And when you see his press conference, (laughs) (laughs) you see his press conference and you see his uh, very giant like attitude, you, you you have to start thinking maybe Gettleman gets it. Maybe he does understand the giant. Yeah, I know you're saying no, but you have to think because this guy, Joe Judge, is very giant-like. Yeah. He's the coach. He's the attitude as giant fans, as lifelong giant fans as we all are. He's the coach, the attitude of a coach that we are accustomed to. Somebody who wants to go out there and make you hurt for four quarters. And if we don't win, we want to make sure we put an impression on you and we learn what your game is and beat you next time. 
you know, and that's kind of what he reminds me of. He's from that school. So I, I, I'm, you know, in short, uh, I'm happy with Gettleman's decisions. I'm just not happy with um, some of his, like, press conference, how he handles publicly. But from drafts and hirings, he hasn't been all that bad. Shermer was not good, okay, but he hasn't been all that bad. So Giant fans, give this guy a little leeway. Give him one more year to let things come to fruition. Let's see how he handles his draft. And let's see what happens with Joe Judge. He picked a terrible head coach who brought in a terrible system that doesn't fit that doesn't fit the Giants' lifestyle. He did, but he but remember he was coming I mean, off you know he was coming off coach of the year as offensive coordinator in Minnesota, right? So he, it's not like he picked somebody who had Minnesota, no Minnesota, Phoenix, Arizona, San Luis. Yeah, those Midwest stuff, they can't play in New York. <laughs> Please, give Screw me Screw you and your domes. But if you Screw think about you. it, if you think about it, he really had uh, the credentials. It wasn't like he hired somebody without credentials. Now he went completely opposite. He hired somebody technically without the career credentials, but with all of the uh, credentials of people we trust who he was surrounded by and learned. From. So, you Belichick, know, I mean, Belichick doesn't have a real good track record with his coaches. You know, the guys that have worked for him, the track record is not that great. Andy, Reed, actually, Andy Reed has actual better track record than uh, Belichick. So, uh, Andy I mean, Reed, I, 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 love, I love Belichick. I got a lot of respect for Reed. Some of the people, I got a lot of that, of the people that work for him kind of bombed out. You're, you're right. So you look at Xavier McDaniels. Is that his first name, Xavier? Did I just isn't make that, that up? Didn't that guy play on the Knicks? That yeah. guy played on the yeah. Knicks. I think you're right. Oh, the X-Men. If, if you look at <laughs> <laughs> They're all I'm making sport. stuff up. That's right. <laughs> I, 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 I want to remind everybody that Keith started this show off by saying that he's not drinking tonight. <laughs> so if you think about it, right – he, uh, let's let's start from the top. Look at his drafts. He's made some good draft decisions. He's made some good trade decisions. We didn't all agree with the Odell Beckham trade, but as of now, I'm sure most of us, if not all of us, agree with the Odell Beckham trade. Uh, and then if you look at his coach hiring, that's where he has lacked because Shermer I, is. Now, can I start the conspiracy theory? Yes. Go for yours. I, I don't think Gentleman had anything to do with hiring. I think it was Tisha Mara who personally called Belichick for the recommendation, then did the interview. I don't know if Gettleman had anything to do with it. He might possible. Have. Very possible. Because, you know, Tish and Mara have a relationship yeah. with Belichick. And I'm comfortable with that. So am I. I'm comfortable with you, Farachi. Oh. Belichick, Belichick is fond yeah. of the Giants franchise. Do you know <laughs> that little that, that meme, that uh, the awe meme that I always send to you guys? Yeah. That's an, that's an actual famous guy. Who is that? Is that Beast? Do I hear Beast? Yeah, that's Beast. But uh, I'm not going to be able to find it right now. But I I just found out that this guy, who I'm always sending this on, there it is. Here it is right here. Let me see if I can uh, bring it up here. Uh, But anyway, this guy is. It's ridiculous. There we go. I'm doing my full screen gesture. Now we're we're gonna we're gonna get it here, but um, <laughs> there it is. Rocky, do it. That guy. <laughs> Little uh. 
That guy right there. Oh, for What's his name? It kind of looks like you were there, bro. Yeah, so you know what? So I, I shared it to somebody, and they were like, oh, do you know who that is? I was like, no, I didn't know that was a person that, like, like I mean, that's famous. And so he's a, a YouTuber, and he, he got in all this trouble because he sent a video of himself masturbating to a, a model. And then, like, son, no more. Stop it, people. Stop, Stop sending it. dick pics and pussy pics. Stop it. Keep it private. So, uh, this is just a rant. But keep it private. Yeah. No one needs to see your stuff on the internet. Stop it. It's no need for your penis on the internet. No need for masturbation on the internet. Keep it private. Keep it with you and your Me. significant whatever other. Keep the penis down. <laughs> If I could find like, Keith Laris's penis online. Uh, <laughs> you won't, because I don't be doing that, bro. Yeah. You yeah please, please, please don't find his penis online. <laughs> All right. Um, so before we lose too many viewers here for the penis pictures. Um, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Congratulations. All right. So let, let's let's talk about what um, – no, come, congratulations, uh, Wandy. Let's talk about what this guy is getting himself into because, you know, he's not coming into a situation where it's all, um, you know, it's all going to be nice and easy moving forward. Uh, th I mean, th there are some some positives to to the Giants team, clearly, um, but there's a lot of negatives. So let, let's talk first about where they ranked uh, this year. Now we can talk about the full uh, full scope of the, of the season. So in offense, they were in yards – offense they were ranked 23rd in the nfl in defense allowing yards 25th in the nfl uh, and then when you talk about point so not there there are those bend bend don't break defenses and then there's the offenses that uh you know gain a lot Bunch of yards nose. but uh, but don't put a lot of points on the board so you got the, the giants on offense they were 18th so 23rd in yards but 18th in, in points per game uh, not great middle of the pack there, uh, but on defense, so they were 25th in defense and giving up points, but 30th in points per game. Um, so that that they gave up 28.2 points per game. <laughs> you guys, are... <laughs> they gave up 28.2 points per game and they scored 21.3. So you're That's actually a winning season right there, buddy. Yeah, uh, but but you're within. There's a lot of one score games here, and uh, there was a website called the Daily Snark that put up a. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but they 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 did they reversed all the one score games. So it's the the teams that are really good in the one score games. They reversed it. Same for the for the bad teams, uh, one score games. So the the Giants would have been if you reverse the one score games would have been seven and nine. Um, and still, you know, media, I, which I don't want because then you just drop down for no reason. Then you, then you become the Cowboys. You know, you, you're you know what? I didn't hear what that nonsense. We stuff. If, 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 if you freaking but... lost, you lost. You lost. <laughs> yeah. if, 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 you lost. That does indicate. End the game. Shermer's a loser. That does indicate that, uh, that you're close. <laughs> I muted Keith for a second. Um, other teams that were you, you know, cannot leave me forever. <laughs> other teams that had a big difference in it. The Cowboys would have been twelve and three if you reversed it. 
Uh, the Chargers is the biggest one because they they can't win close games. They would have been twelve and three also. But then you, you look at it, also very interesting. The Seahawks would have been three and twelve. Wow! But they're three not. And 12. But um, they're not. That's reality. You live in a fantasy world. Live in a fantasy world. Let's live in reality. The Giants sucked. He has to get a better defense. He has to get a better a better offensive coordinator. Although I like that number forty four guy. That guy was in on a lot of plays. I love that guy. He was a hustler. He played really Golden. hard. But what's his name? Golden. Golden. I love that guy, man. He was he was in there. He was in the he was right at that quarterback trying to I like that guy. Rodriguez loves like guy. that. That's my favorite guy now. 44. Rodriguez loves the guy. I love uh, it. <laughs> all right. So so there goes that. Um uh, so you got Danny Dimes, with, who who played really well in in some games, pretty poorly in, in others. And the, I, I think that the, we can all agree that the biggest um, the biggest thing with Danny Dimes is he just he's holding on to the ball too long and he's fumbling a lot. Um, he's a rookie. But I do want to I, I want to compare make a comparison to douchebag in Cleveland because he had all that shit to talk at the beginning of the year. So Daniel Jones, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions on the year and douchebag uh, Mayfield, 22 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. Did you just say games? 24 touchdowns and 12 interceptions? That was our boy. That's Danny fantastic Dunn. for that is How many excellent. games played for each? Uh, well, Baker Mayfield played all 16 and Danny Dimes played thir- um, 13. Um, you know, How many he, touchdowns did uh, Baker Fayfield have? Mayfield Fayfield? 22. <laughs> so he had less in less games. So Less in more games. Baker Mayfield All right, less in more games. So if you look at... He's not drinking, guys. Don't at, worry. Huh? He's not drinking. Don't worry. I'm <laughs> not. Much. If you look at if you look at Baker Mayfield, but the thing is, Baker Mayfield is in his sophomore year. A lot of times they struggle. I think Baker Mayfield had a little bit. I think he's better than that. But I don't. I don't know if he's as good as he says as he is because he, he. You know what I mean? Like he he's talking a big game, but he had a lot of offensive weapons, and he didn't do a whole lot with it, including a really good offensive line. He had a healthy. Uh, they, Offensive weapons. You know, the Gi- Giants had right. Stone Shepard was out uh, for how many games missing with the with the concussion. Golden Tate was sure. out. Ingram's out all the damn time. Uh, Barkley was out for how long? And um, you know, so the Giants have the Giants have good weapons on offense. It, it's just the the injury problems. But um, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to throw that in there. No, no, I'm with you. That's exactly where I'm going. Yeah, it's just. What you were saying, though, too, says one thing. What they really lacked was, I mean, not just the skill, but they lacked a killer instinct, and they lacked the will to win. So how many games were they up? How many games were they up? And, and the closing no, ability. No adjustments. They couldn't close a freaking game out if their life depended on it. Hopefully, Judge is going to give them that, that that killer instinct, that, you know, that freaking karate kid finish him mentality right. that they need. And and you know you, you bring up a good point. We were we were in it against the Patriots in the fourth quarter. We were in it with against the Packers, and then they just pulled away. So it's it's you know lack of we like were you said. The Eagles. Don't forget we were beating the Eagles. beating the Eagles, and then the Eagles made the adjustment, like you just said. Perfect point. The Eagles made that adjustment in the second half. We did not do anything. 
We, we did nothing different. Um, and then there, you know, then there's the really irritating games where you know Barkley is getting the ball and he's doing well, and then we just stop, right? Um, so, it, and if you look at it, also the giant, the five of the last seven games that the Giants lost were one score games. So you got the. So one of the. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I was gonna say one of the things I saw today was, and I'm not sure if it came from Shermer or somebody within the organization that, uh, you know. As an organization, meaning all the players on the field, we practiced so hard. We went out there and gave it all we had until the last second of the fourth quarter. It doesn't translate why we haven't won. We were great in the and first half. It, it, it really does translate. Uh, what's up, Jada? It really does translate because uh, if you listen to the show – all of us have said at one point or another, the truth of the matter is, especially Tim and Rodriguez has harped on this. There are uh, a severe deficiency in halftime adjustments. You can't go into the second half with the first half plan. No matter, it, you could be slaughtering the other team. You have to change it up. The, any team with half right quarter the quarter, but especially halftime when you go into the locker room, you need to change it up. If you're ahead by three touchdowns, change it up. Because that other team is going to figure you out. It doesn't, you know, you can't continue with the same scheme over and over again. And that's where we severely lack is adjustments, in-game adjustments. We had good schemes. Shermer, to his credit, helped to have some good schemes going to that any game. But the problem is uh, he, he was terrible at in-game adjustments. And that's really critical and crucial to winning a championship. And in New York sports, we don't really care about much else than a championship. Let's be honest. So and, and um, you would think you, you would think that Shermer. This is a this is a theme from last year too. Uh, making making the adjustments. You would think that after all these losses, you would you would you know come back from these adjustments. The Vikings. That was another game. The Vikings team. We were we were in that game. The home game. We wound up losing by eighteen points. Patriots. The following week, we were tied 14-14 in the fourth quarter. Wound up losing by twenty one points. Cardinals. Mm-hmm. The game after that. No, no adjustments. We lost by How six. Dare we lost. Make to, me feel we like a Dolphin fan. Lions. We lost to the Lions. <laughs> we three and thirteen. A depleted Lions. Oh, was Stafford playing that game? I can't even remember. But the, the Lions went three and thirteen. Everybody got hurt. That that entire roster was was got jacked up. We, you know, uh, the Cowboys games. You know, we, we we got we got slaughtered in those games. The Jets again. No, no, uh, no adjustments. Uh, the Bears. We lost to a Bears team that was playing oh, sorry as hell. Their quarterback is trash. Mitch uh, Trubisky, who you know, I, I always, I, I actually defended the guy in 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 uh, in some of the draft, the the uh, fantasy drafts. I said any guy that can throw a six touchdown game is is a pretty decent quarterback. Then, but now you know he's throwing left and right and it's all over the place. Uh, then you had the Packers game that we were that the Giants were in. No, no adjustments. Then they slaughtered us in the second half. Lost it. We were up big on the Eagles. Lost in overtime. We we beat the, we, we pulled away from the Dolphins. But again, that's the Dolphins. It's a bad coach. He was a bad, bad coach. coach. The Dolphins have a better coach than we do. The Dolphins team with, with Flores, Allen, Flores, Ryan Flores, is, is stop is, right there for one sec before you continue. What organization did he come from? New England Patriots. Let's go ahead and continue. So, but he didn't get the results. Oh, See, and 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 uh, um, <laughs> what's the guy's name in in um in Detroit? Pencil guy. 
Yeah, the beard dude. With yeah. the, oh, the, yeah. the slob, the sloppy guy that doesn't yeah. get a haircut. He also, this year, I think like something like 30, 35 of their 53-man roster got hurt at some point this year. And so uh, so that's why I think that the, the Belichick uh, coaches underneath him are the numbers are a little skewed. Because you got guys, you know, being hired into the Dolphins who are just atrocious, um, and uh, he made the most of it though. Uh, then you know we lo- beat them, beat the Redskins uh, by six points, and then we- again we lost the Eagles, who looked like uh, trash in the in the playoffs. So that was and the best. They thing. went right down the. F- Remember, don't forget they went right down the field. The yeah. Side. Yes. Not even. Not even. Not even. They even tried to stop them. They went right down the field. Boom, 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 and it, and the, prevent that, win defense. That's a, that's a good point because the the Giants were actually handling handling their their offense, and then it was that fourth quarter drive that led to the touch, and then it was a, another uh, it was a, um, overtime drive that was like this and like this. Uh, Jader, I know that you're watching. Just want to wish, wish you uh, good luck. He's out in Los Angeles. Um, he's going to be um, doing some schmodown stuff. Uh, for those guys that used to work at Collider, uh, so luck, he's good luck, buddy. And uh, dro- drop some uh, drop some Cine sports talk. Um, so, so quick thing on Flores. Uh, I mean, listen. Prior to the season start, we were talking about, um, and a lot of America was talking about, the Dolphins possibly being the worst team in NFL history. This guy took that team. He he played it to the point where. He got five wins out of them. That's pretty damn good. They were terrible. Let's let's be honest. They were terrible. So the guy did a good job, Flores. I'm not sure if you were talking negatively about him. Why why did that happen? You know why? Because again, what we say all the time, they traded all their best players. He he fit the team to what they had. When right the team with what you have, you're gonna win a freaking game. The Giants didn't do that. Okay, okay, good point, Tim. So let's go back to Joe Judge's uh, press conference, where he pretty pretty much outlined his plan, being he's going to fit the the player exactly to their ability, as opposed to trying to mold the player into a scheme. Gotcha. You know, and, and honestly, any smart coach, you know, I, I don't understand why this hasn't been done. I don't understand why Sherman didn't go for it. I don't understand why any coach doesn't do it, but you take the I'm talent you have and you play them to their ability. You don't take the, ta- the talent you have and make them into something they're not. And that's kind of what a lot of these people do. They're very arrogant about their schemes, about their sets, about their plans, and they think they're so great that they can make every player fit into their scheme. But the truth is you have to take the talent you have and – Use them accordingly. It's just you know, Which and, makes for a and bad coach. what's that? It makes for a bad coach. That's like uh, right, but you Joe know, Judge specifically Aaron, addressed that. Aaron Judge as as the starting pitcher. You know, that's 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 basically what, what what Sherman was doing out there. He was you know square square into a circle hole. You know, he never pay, he never passed kindergarten. I think I think Shermer was very predictable. I think for the first quarter he would he would study a team and understand their game and he would attack them very well. But I think he would not uh, stray from his plan and he became very predictable. He's not a head yeah, coach. You're right. Amen. You're Some right, bro. And he's very predictable. And these these other coaches who are smarter than him in coaching, that is, 
uh, you know, just said, hey, you're not going to adjust. We're going to adjust and we're going to smack you in the face. So I, I don't see this guy, Joe Judge, doing that. But again, he sold me press conference wise. Let's see what he does. It's week 17. All right, Keith, let's see what you got. Uh, so Joe Judge, New York Giants, and the week 17 deadline, which is very far away, is brought to you by Brooklyn is Water that- Coffee Roasters. Want to make sure next year's deadline. Well, week 17 passed this year, so we got to do week 17 next year. Okay. Yeah, when I say week 17, I mean like I want to see him a full season. You know what I mean? And that full season would have been brought to you by Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters from their roastery to your front door. Only the finest coffee. They don't fool around. They handpick their. I don't know if they handpick their beans. I don't want to lie, but they do take the finest beans. There you go. Uh, And they make some amazing coffee. I still have some coffee here from. Uh, Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters, and it's amazing. That one right there, Farachi is showing. It's called Jacked Up Cupcake, as you can see. If you can't read, like Farachi, he doesn't read. Uh, Jacked Up Cupcake is a part of the high energy line coffee. It has 50% more caffeine. There is uh, an array of different flavors within that uh, high energy coffee. I drink my coffee black, and I can tell you I've tried a plethora of flavors, and they are all plethora. Of flavors, they were all amazing. Uh, Jacked up cupcake is also what we call our friend Rodriguez. They have another flavor called Cinnabuzz. They all have another flavor called Dark Roast Dark Chocolate. It's not part of the high energy line, but it is delicious. And it has how many calories, Frachi? Zero. How many calories does Jacked up cupcake have? I forgot. Zero. Woo! Uh, Brooklyn Water Coffee WaterCoffeeRoasters.com from their roastery to your front door. If you go on now and you use the code, is it still spring? <laughs> what are we doing? Stove. Do we have a code? Stove. Snow? Not stove. I can't hear you. Some reason you're, you're dull. Okay, so we don't necessarily have a code. If we do, we'll put it up on the site. But code or not, you need to go into BrooklynWaterCoffeeRoasters.com. Order yourself a bag. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. If you're a coffee lover, if you drink your coffee black like me and you don't dress it up, the coffee, the beans, the flavoring is delicious. Guaranteed to be sent to you within 24 hours of its roast date. www.brooklynwatercoffeeroasters.com. There you go. Hot stove. You you were coming in like I like you underwater, bro. I couldn't hear you. So use the code hot stove. Buy two bags, you get one free. That means you could try three flavors for the price of two. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Throw up the gang signs, Timmy. I was I was listening to some of the old shows that we did and we talked about the uh the coffee fart. And so now that we're on video, this is the coffee butthole. <laughs> and that is where you know, we used to squeeze it, and out comes the smell. So you can you can you can just be sitting there, and you could just squeeze the bag, and out comes the smell at a little uh, coffee butt right there, coffee butthole. The best uh, of the old shows is when we were introducing it. I said Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters, and I did this, and then Rodriguez threw it to, right into my hand. Pretty, <laughs> pretty, yeah. No, but seriously, folks, that coffee is amazing. But now we're going to get back to the Giants, so enough of coffee. 
Yeah, well, actually, that's a good transition because you talked about how you like to drink your coffee black. And so there's <laughs> there's a rule in the NFL. Uh, I have a Rooney coffee rule. Called the Rooney rule. And so <laughs> and okay. but let, let's talk about a little about the Rooney rule because that, that's that's come up here within the last uh, few days or so, like big time. Uh, so the Rooney rule is basically that, you know, you must – what you, oh, you got the yeah. You must, you must increase the bus. You must uh, interview um, uh, minorities for for roles, and, and I, so that, that that could go twofold for me. You know, if 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 I'm in a situation, if if I were in 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 the in a minority role in life, yeah, I, I would. Which I would you're not. I'm not. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm. You know, the Jewish part of me is definitely minority, and. Being cheap doesn't make you Jewish. Wow. No, what? What? You said, said that? What? what you meant to say was being cheap doesn't him, make but you I don't believe him. a minority. <laughs> so I got, you know, the Italian and Jewish. I got Italian and Jewish on me, you know, sides of me. But, you know, I, I'm joking around about that. But, you know, if, if I was a minority and, like, it's people were. Life is really too if if teams were forced to interview me, I'd I'd be a little upset with that. No. Yeah, me yeah. too. No, I'm not a video, right? If you're being forced. Yeah. Uh, how'd that taste? Like pizza. So I'm a video. So here here's here's a big hole of success. Here's a major hole in the Rooney Rule. He said a hole. He said a hole. First, you know, uh, a major hole in the Rooney Rule is that it applies only to head coaches and not to coordinators. He said head. And where, he said hole. And where do we where do we look for the next head coach? Mostly offensive and defensive coordinators, right? So I, I think that the NFL needs to tidy up on that. Um, two. So th this is how well this is working. Your Rooney rule. This is, you know, it's it's a great idea. It's working really well. Uh, two of the last 19 head coaches, and that's over the last three years. So there's been 19 head coach vacancies. Can, I don't know if you guys can't keep your from falling. There's been 19 head coaching vacancies over the last three years, and two of them are minorities. So I don't know how well this Rooney rule is working, but they need to revamp it to, to apply it to the coordinator roles also, because that's just not, uh, you know, getting it done. And then you got, um, is it Eric uh, Bianami? I might be pronouncing that. Bien-Ami. You know, he, he's a, he's a big up and coming offensive coordinator. I mean, he said on, he, he said on his own, he, you know, he did an interview and he said, you know, he enjoyed the process, the interview process, uh, on the interviews that he went on and that he sees no issue that, you know, he didn't feel like he was like the token guy to, to be interviewed. Um, and then you got uh, the guy down, what's his name? And he is, I don't know if he's the quarterback coach down in Tampa. What's his, what's his name? Brian Lefwich. Right. So he, uh, really? that old quarterback. Yeah. So, you know he's he's played he's played in the league he's and he was a he's a so so quarterback uh, he's dealing with Jameis Winston right now who Jameis Winston led the league in in passing yards whether you want to you know you know whether you believe it or not he's led the league in passing yards with he was only one over five thousand yards um, 
him and 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 Dak Prescott came in second, just under five thousand yards. Um, he wants just on a little tangent. He wants thirty million dollars a year. He wants wants a million dollars per interception. Thirty first guy in the 30-30 club. Thirty three touchdowns, thirty interceptions, and you know. I don't think Jameis Winston is a great quarterback, but I think to be able to squeeze out 5,000 yards, and it, and it might have been uh, having to do with them playing from behind, but I think you're a pretty good coach when you can squeeze 5,000-plus yards out of a mediocre you know quarterback who's throwing 30 interceptions. Um, but everybody across the league says this guy deserves to be a head coach. Andy Reid says he deserves to be a head coach. He's, you know – that offense in Kansas city is just ridiculous. It's like a, you know, um, you know, vaunted uh, offense there. So I, I, I think I've given my spiel on, on the Rooney rule rule. I think it's a ridiculous rule to have to have, I, I you know, it, it's kind of crazy to me, but if you're going to implement a rule like that, implement it across the board, you got to have it, you, you know, when you're talking about plucking people from different positions, those are the, the coordinator spots and it just doesn't apply to that. So, it's it's tough to say that you know they're not getting a fair share, their fair shake. But if you're not covering the offensive and defensive coordinator roles, then you're really taking out a ton of different options for um, for GMs and owners. Um, which there's one uh, African American GM in the league, and he works for the Miami Dolphins, and their head coach is an African American as well, uh, and. Probably with the with the talent that he had, like I said before, one of the better coaches in the league based on the talent and based on the amount of wins they got out of him. So I don't know who wants to uh, follow me up on that, but um, you know, what, what do you what do you guys takes on on the Rooney Rule? It's insulting. How is it not insulting? Yeah, because it started with back in the day with Steve Mariucci. Remember Steve Mariucci became the, the coach of the 49ers? 49ers from the beginning. We want Mariucci. We want Mariucci. We want Mariucci. I want to coach the 49ers. I want to coach the 49ers. It's done. It's pretty much done. Oh, but wait, we're gonna have to interview this guy just for the hell of it. And it's a token interview. You know you're not getting the job, but you're gonna show up to some stupid interview. How does how is that not insulting? Same thing with the Giants. Let's say the Giants from the beginning wanted Judge. We want Judge. He's our guy. Judge wants to coach the Giants. Oh, but wait, we have to we have to we have to interview the enemy just to follow some stupid rule, even though we want nothing to do with them right now. It's an insulting rule and it's a stupid rule. My opinion. I agree. Keith, my buddy Keith, what do you got to say? Um so uh, it, it's <laughs> complex. So no, it's it's complex because there's a lot of there's a lot of discrimination. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, complexion um, discrimination. And I think that uh, the idea is a good thing. I think the rule itself is not necessarily effective. I think that, that if you are a certain team and you have a certain vision and there are candidates out there that fit your vision and none of them happen to be of a uh, minority stature, uh, you should not be forced to uh, interview those people. Uh, I think it's insulting to the people. For example, example I mentioned in our private chat, uh, Lovey Smith. Uh, I think Lovey Smith was used. Uh, I think it was 2016, if I'm not mistaken, but it was somewhere around that timeline. Uh, I think he was used, and I think it was insulting, and I think it was unfair not only to him, I think it was unfair to 
uh, all minorities, that he was a token individual yeah. interviewed by several teams just to meet the requirements. I don't think it's right. I think if a team hires somebody and it's obvious there's some discrimination, there should be some um, third-party league investigation into that. Uh, and if any of you listen to Stephen A. Smith, um, I'm not talking to you because you're really not intelligent enough to really understand what I'm saying. But uh, I, I think that, you know, if you hire somebody and the obvious better candidate for your scheme and what you're trying to accomplish was the minority person, but you went with some off name person based on complexion. Yes, you should be investigated and that should be done by a third party uh, in a Giants case, in any hiring's case, especially, you know, McCarthy and these other guys. I don't think that is what happened. I don't think that we should make a mockery of discrimination by having to um, interview somebody who doesn't fit the specifications of what we're looking for based on the fact that we're required to interview them. Mr. Rodriguez. Well, um, Let's hear I, from the I think, I think, <laughs> okay. I think the Rooney rule is in place for that specific fact to make sure that there are no stereotypes being, being used. Like, listen, the Jewish thing is a stereotype. The black thing would be a stereotype. Yep. The reason the reason it took so long to get black quarterbacks was because of a stereotype, was because of people not believing that they could handle being a quarterback because they weren't smart enough. The Rooney rule is in place to try to stop that stereotype. Now, the need, it does need to be tweaked maybe a little bit, but at the same time, if you make these guys have to interview a person, a minority, such as a uh, uh, Lovey Smith, uh, the guy that was the was the quarterback was the um, um, the coach for the Panthers. What's his name? The the Spanish guy, um, Rivera, Ron, Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera. The, the, who went, the, went to the Redskins. Yeah, the, the reason I the reason I say these things is because it, they're all stereotypes. So you have to try to battle the stereotypes. Now the Rooney Rule makes you have to fight that because at the end of the day, guys, if we're living in a real world and we're going to talk plain and honest, a lot of guys are not going to hire black guys their head coach. A lot of a lot of owners don't. They haven't. It's been going on for years and years and years. When ninety percent of the guys that you're coaching. Are black guys or minorities, Spanish guys, or whatever the case may be, maybe you want to get a maybe you want to get a black head coach who can work with them a little better, maybe understand them a little better, maybe be more in sync. Because I know in, in the real world, I know that um, people that like people that are the same type of people can work together a little bit better, work a little bit better, understand each other a little bit better. I'm not yeah. saying that you can't understand each other. I'm just saying that it takes a little bit of work. So I think the Rooney Rule is good in its, in, in the fact that it's trying to move the NFL forward in a sense where they can, where they hire people, they hire uh, minorities, they hire, they hire black GMs, they hire black coaches, they hire black offensive coaches because whether whether it's written there or not. 
if you have a black coordinator, if you have a black head coach, he'll probably hire a black coordinator or a defensive or offensive coordinator, just like the black GM will hire a black coach. You got you, you got to look at the 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 um I, I, the intent of the rule. Now, like with a lot of other things, it's proud. It, it needs to be tweaked. It needs to be resolved. It needs right. to be fixed. But at the same time, the intent of the rule is a good thing. So I think the Rooney rule is a good thing, in my opinion. As Tim said, since I'm 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 a minority. But would you be yeah, offended I, if, if you were a token interview? You'd be offended. It doesn't matter whether I'm offended. It's the fact that I'm getting a, I'm getting a shot. Listen, it, being, oh, no, no, no. being offended, no being shot. offended, being offended is not the point. The point is that I'm getting a shot to interview this. Now, this guy may not like me and say, "Okay, I'm bringing you in as a token interview because I just want to hear what you got to say." Because I have to interview interview a Spanish guy or a black guy or whatever it is. Yeah, you bring me into that. But then the fact is that it goes out around the league that I got interviewed for this job. Now, whether that means something or doesn't mean something, I have to work that out. It's not about me being offended. I have to look at the bigger picture. And the bigger picture mm -hmm. is the fact that we're getting interviewed now. Minorities are getting interviewed for head coaching jobs. Minorities have to be interviewed. So why? You have to be interviewed. You have to make a change, Tim. You can't just say whoop de doo Let's let let's let these old rich guys no, you're make, missing, make you're the decision. Why, you're missing my point of why it's offensive. You're not being interviewed. I'm not, I'm not missing because of your race. I'm not missing the point. I understand that. I'm willing to take that point, that off that offensive issue and work with it. Because if you don't work with it, it's not going to change. Things don't change just all of a sudden the Rooney rule. And then, then all of a sudden there's 28 uh, black head coaches out of a thir 30 team league. It doesn't work a 32 team mm -hmm. league. It doesn't work that way. The, the, the intent of the Rooney rule is to give everybody a fair shot at getting uh, hired. Now, I, the truth is, I'm not getting, I'm not getting the interview because I'm, uh, I might be the guy for you. I'm getting the interview because of the Rooney rule, but I'm getting the interview. That's what you have to realize that I'm getting the interview, and whether I, I get the job or not. I'm getting the interview, and that's really the intent of the rule, to get the minorities to have the interview, to have a chance. I may be able to change your mind. I may be the right. guy that comes in and says, hey, look at what I can do. And you're like, hold up a minute. This guy's smarter than the other guy. And that will get me in the door, whether I get in as an offensive coordinator, whether I get in as a head coach. I may be able to change that mind, and that's what the rule is intended for, to give you a shot. You know what I mean? But so, so let me let me just add this: if if I say to myself, "This guy Joe Judge, um, Amara, let's say this guy Joe Judge, he's my guy. That's it. Mm -hmm. I'm done. There's really no changing my mind. But I have to interview Lovey Smith because if I don't, I get in trouble. And I just bring him in, run through the mill, buy him a dinner, kick him out, and then hire my guy anyway." I think that's where Tim's coming from and where Rodriguez come from. And correct if I'm wrong, I'm not speaking for you. I'm just interpreting my perception is, um, hey, you know what? Normally, because of my complexion, I may not get this shot. Bring me in the door and interview me anyway. I don't care. And now it's up to me to change your mind that I'm better. 
Right. I You're giving me the shot. Where before I, I didn't even have that opportunity. I understand Timmy's view, and I and I get it. And as a coach, uh, as a guy who's well prepared in his craft and knows what he's doing and all that stuff, yeah, I might get offended. Uh, of course, I should be offended because you're bringing me in just because of my color. But at the same time, you're bringing me in, and that's what wasn't happening before. The fact that you're bringing right. me in gives me that shot, whether it's a failure or not. It doesn't matter. Th that's not the point. The point is you you have to give me that shot. And if I change right. your mind, I do. If I don't, I don't. But I understand what Timmy's saying. And, I, and I, I would take offense to it in a way. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, you know what? I got to try this. Because change happens only when people are willing to sometimes suck it up. Sometimes you just got to suck it up and say, you know what? I got to try. You know, I, I, I got to go through this humiliating process and still try to be a man about it. And sometimes, you, like you said, you know, it's just for shits and grins, as they say. You know, but you got to give me yeah, the shot. Yeah, because if there was a rule where, oh, we have to interview a fat guy with a goatee, every time my phone rang, I'd be like, here it comes. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, freaking, yeah, but now, no, no, listen. Here a, we fat go. guy, a fat guy with a goatee is not the same a, 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 as the minority thing. Let's not play saying, it. No, no, let's not play it up to, to, let's not play it up as a joke here, because if you're going to play it up as a I joke, what color we the can't have the conversation. The color, the color is a big thing. Uh, you know, you don't, you may not understand it because you haven't gone through it, but I can understand it. So if I, if I put you in my shoes, you'll be a little bit, you'll understand things a little bit different. I've been in your yeah, shoes. I don't like Spanish people's shoes. Right. What I was saying. What, what I was saying was, in theory, the Rooney rule is noble and it makes a lot of sense. It just needs to be adjusted and corrected a little bit, I think. And, and I, I don't I, disagree. I, I agree it's just with like that. affirmative action. I have no issue with affirmative action. As a matter of fact, I agree with affirmative action. But uh, when it was first introduced, it was a little bit overboard and it needed to be. And then over time, it evolved into something that was more reasonable and something that was more workable and fair to everyone involved. But initially, like affirmative action, you needed affirmative action because people would not even look at somebody because of their color in an in industry. You could have somebody who was black and way better than you, but he was not even looked at because he was black. That's and affirmative the basis action for the rule. rule. Right, but exactly. So now I think we've evolved, but a lot of people don't think so because of the ratio. And it, I might be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit it, or if somebody could show me that I'm wrong, I'll admit it. I'm not. I'm not standing firm on this, but I think as a society we may have evolved a little bit. But as NFL owners, as a society, they may not have evolved, and I may not be right. in touch with because yeah, there's, what there's not doing. one black owner or minority Correct. owner. I, I may not be as in touch. How many black I'm in touch with society. Jump I'm in touch on. with society and workplaces and stuff because that's where I'm at. I'm not in touch with NFL owners. So I, I don't know if they've evolved. So I know where I'm at and where I'm at, things have evolved. But maybe in the NFL, they have not. And maybe these things are still prominent, like as far as looking at somebody for their color as opposed to their uh, qualifications. I think in this particular case with the Giants, and maybe I'm biased because I'm a Giant fan. I don't think that's what happened at all. This guy, Joe Judge, if he walked into an interview and I'm, I am in charge of hiring a football coach, he would have sold me based yeah. off that press conference. I can only I, imagine. I agree. Hire whoever you want. It's your team. Yeah. Hire yes. whoever you want. 
but but give her you have to give everybody a shot. Even if even if it's a guy that you don't think is qualified and the Rooney rule, the intent of the Rooney rule, I agree with the so way like if Tomlinson out, came in there as a candidate and you hired Joe Judge over Tomlinson, I would say, hmm, something's a little fishy there, maybe, right? Maybe. Okay. But uh, you, you're talking about him over some OC from Kansas City, who also, by the way, has no head coaching experience. Yeah, I'm not, getting this, it's, I'm not about the specifics of it, guys. Understand that. I'm about the intent of the rule, and I think the intent of the rule is good. Whether it's, I, and I'm I, probably I get being specific. Part, you know, I get it. But it when, is, yeah, when are we going to get our first probably, Asian, our first Asian head coach? That's what I want to know. When football moves to Japan, you want to know why we don't have any. You know, want want to know why we don't have an Asian head football coach? That's why, because <laughs> Brian Hum no, sucks. <laughs> okay, All right, I, I would so I would entertain that thought if it was serious, but we really have no Asians in the NFL. So I, yeah. is, no. I mean, aside from Hawaiians who are possibly Asian descendant, but uh, that, Samoans, right? You know, whatever. The Rock. We're gonna wrap this. Social media time. All right, let's get let's get past this and let's get into a little bit of social media stuff. Uh, you are watching right now on, on the Facebook uh, group that we stomped you out show by Cine Sports Talk. You can follow us on YouTube at Cine Sports Talk as well as Snapchat at Cine Sports Talk. And just one update that we've made uh, from a group uh, from CineSportsTalk.com standpoint is, uh huh. Oh, look at that. Look at that! I like it. Like it a lot. Uh, from a from a from a cinesportstalk.com standpoint, let's go, Mets. Um, we w w what we started to do is that uh, we are going to load videos on YouTube uh, to let you guys know exactly when the contests and the giveaways are going to be going up on the rest of the social media. So as long as you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Cinesports Talk, which is what what you're watching on right now. As long as you subscribe to that and ring the little bell, uh, you'll get notified first uh, when a video goes up and you'll see this gorgeous face uh, tell you when uh, when, and what time, you know, Bad Boys. Uh, we, we, that, that was the first one that we did it with, with, with Bad Boys. And, you know, Bad Boys, the, the movies, uh, the Bad Boys movies are not the greatest movies in the world, but they're, they're like, there are these... Um, um, cult type of classics, uh, if, if you will, and so that was our first giveaway for for 2020, and we got 1,100 clicks on the link within the first seven minutes, and it was just insane. And uh, glad that we updated our servers uh, about three or four years ago because we used to crash with stuff like that. So uh, we we come a long way on that. Uh, for the podcast stuff, the, 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 the radio, the radio shows, you can listen to us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker for now. Uh, we'll talk about a change coming up in, in the next, um, couple weeks or so. Uh, and then you'll just, uh, do a search for the Cine Sports Talk radio network, uh, wherever you listen to your favorite shows and or podcasts. So that you can get, uh, shows like the, this show, the we stopped you out show, our, uh, just too sweet show. Woo! Which, by the way, a phenomenal episode the other night um, on the Montreal screw job, Bret Hart, all that kind of stuff. Shawn Michaels, uh, Vince McMahon, that 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 kind of triangle there. Okay. Um, and and they got a third member. 
and you'll have to listen to the show to find out exactly who that is. And then uh, hopefully soon here we'll be able to see you guys. Um, we'll give you a little run, so. through, run, run through of this, and then you could just do this. Um, uh, but I, I wanted to, uh, you know, we got a couple more things to, to talk about uh, before we get going. And um, Rodriguez, you mentioned a phenomenal point earlier when you talked about how uh, the NFL um, was – uh, and uh, we have a user saying, don't insult bad boys too like that. I don't know what you mean by that. And you have not gone in and clicked that link. You're watching us on Facebook, you live in New on, York. on Facebook. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm working on it. It's like the struggle of a lifetime. Um, uh, but for whoever that was that says, don't insult bad boys too like that, I'm, I didn't insult. I love bad boys too. I like bad boys too better than bad boys one. Uh, and go ahead and click that link. Uh, it says StreamYard up at the top of the description of, of the of the show and authorize the app so I can see who you are, see your face and all that stuff. I could pop your, your comment up onto the screen here. Uh, but Rodriguez, your comment before was about how uh, it took a long time for the NFL to even get black quarterbacks. Now, so the, for the first time in NFL history, the top four quarterbacks in the league were all black. Lamar, and this is touchdowns. You know, uh, Lamar Jackson, which is ridiculous. Thirty-six touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, Jameis Winston, thirty-three touchdowns, thirty interceptions. We'll, we'll we'll look past that for a second. Russell Wilson, thirty-one touchdowns, five interceptions, and, and Dak Prescott, uh, thirty and thirty and eleven. Um, asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then you play, so you played the NFC East too much asterisk. <laughs> well, <laughs> and uh, that that Facebook user again clicked on the link so I could see who you are. But you said uh, I said not the best movies in the world. I mean, when I say that, they're not Oscar award winning films. I will watch Bad Boys Two once a week for a year because I love that movie. But it's not an Oscar winner. That 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 that's that's where I went with that. Um, and then you got uh, going back to the Danny Jones things. Danny Jones had 24 touchdowns. He had the same amount of touchdowns as Tom Brady. Uh, he had two less touchdowns. These are guys who played more games than him. Uh, he had two less touchdowns than Matt Ryan, two less touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Mahomes missed some time, two less touchdowns than Kirk Cousins, uh, three less touchdowns than Carson Wentz. All these guys who are, you know, established in the league. And your boy Danny Dimes uh, were was within a few touchdowns of of being actually fifth in the league in, in touchdowns. So Danny Dimes has given us reason to believe that that was that could be right where he was picked. Um, and next year, I'm sure with the coaching and developing, uh, he'll take that that next step forward as better than Eli's as as, season. Yeah, it was better than yeah. Who was Eli's first touchdown pass to? Armani Tumor. Let's see Crap. everybody's answer. Crap. Uh, <laughs> and Jackie. I just looked this up before before the show. Shockey. All right, Rodriguez. I was gonna say Shockey. All right, it's Shockey. Jeremy Shockey, right there. <laughs> right over the middle. Jeremy Shockey. Jeremy Shockey. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Keith. You were right. Thanks, bro. <laughs> do, that, do, that, do that to Keith. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, last thing before we go, uh, let's talk about the uh, the games upcoming this weekend. Last week, the home teams went one and three. I don't know that that's going to happen this, this week, although there's a potential for a few upsets to happen. 
so let's go through our picks real quick. Um, again, it's playoff time, and it is a Saturday Sunday event. Uh, so Saturday, and I'll 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 get to watch more football this weekend um, because last weekend I was up in Orlando. Uh, but Saturday, four thirty-five game is the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings went into into New Orleans and beat the Saints. Um, Last week, can they do the same thing against the 49ers? I know Rodriguez is not going to pick against the 49ers because that, that's like your second or third. Like, like if there were no Giants, the Giants didn't exist, I not feel Niner. like you'd be a 49er fan. I'd be a Niner fan. All yeah. right. So uh, we, we NF- got Rod- – NFC-wise, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We got Rodriguez. I don't understand that if you're a Giant fan, especially in the 80s, I, but okay. I said if the, if the Giants didn't exist, he'd, he'd be a 49ers fan. But they did. But they do. Not they did exist. You just just took the Giants out of the league. You said they did exist. (laughs) All right, Rodriguez, you got the 49ers. Timmy, who you got? 49ers. 49ers. Keith? I got the Giants breaking Joe Montana's finger. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm picking the 49ers to win. You can't be mad at me for liking the Niners. Come on. It's not like the Cowboys. Please. No, it's not. If you're an 80s Giants fan, it's pretty close. No, or, uh, you know, the the, the run that they went on um, in uh, these last couple Super Bowls. The, that was, you know, good good game against the 49ers. What's his name? Muff that that, that, that punt. Muff it. My God. That that was such a hard, that, that, that postseason was heart attack city. I think we, we, we played, we, we beat, it was a Tampa at first. Uh, but then that, that Cowboys game where it came down to Romo with like 30 seconds left and he had four shots of the end zone and then he threw the pick. And then you got the Packers game. R.W. McCorders. Right, McCorders, baby. Wow. <laughs> I remember that. Wow. Um, yeah. Was that the – was it the first or second? It was the second Super Bowl that we, we went to San Francisco and played the 49ers, right? Because the first one it was yeah. Tampa, Cowboys, Packers, Packers. and then uh, – and uh, Favre threw that interception. That's the game where my great. where my jerk off friend turned off the TV on the on the field goal try. Um, all right, so I'm gonna go with the 49ers, but I think this is a potential upset uh, here. But I'm going with the 49ers. I just don't think I'm gonna put any money on this game because it's it's you know too close for me. Uh, the AFC game for that for Saturday night is the Tennessee Titans, who won me some money over the weekend against the Patriots. Uh, heading to Baltimore, Rodriguez. Who you got? Ravens. D- d- okay, d- I'll, I'll say this question, Tim. Who you got? Ah, yeah, they wait for me to. This pick. is this is the problem here. This is the problem. We should have started with Tim. <laughs> but I'm going Ravens. All right, so Titans are gonna win. Let's put big money on the Titans. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, I may have to pick, I may have to change to the Titans. But I, for those of you watching dang. your first, first episode of the show this year, the curse is Timmy <laughs> Tabala with the Titans. I, I think you've gotten. Well, I won like the last three though. Yeah, like three. three you get three in a row. I think it's over. I think the curse is over. Keith, I think Timmy killed it. Picking Baltimore. I picked, I picked the patch last week. You did. <laughs> Look, you know what's funny? I picked oh, the Pats in, in our picks, but I but I put my money on Tennessee. I've done I've done that a lot in the last few weeks. Uh, but I'm gonna go with Baltimore. Also, uh, I don't think that there's any there's much of a chance for Tennessee to 
Although I, I, I'll let you know that Tennessee does believe that they'll go into Baltimore and win this game. Uh, but they, they can, but they probably won't. It's going to be in the 60s. Yeah. Here too. Yeah, you guys are getting some nice weather right now. Uh, you know, up, up up there. All right, now uh, there goes the Sunday, the Saturday games. Now onto the Sunday games. Uh, this one, I don't think there's much of an opportunity uh, for for an upset, but uh, you never know. The Texans. That's why we play the games, boys. That's why we play the games. Uh, the Texans had to KC to play Sir Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Rodriguez, who you got? I picked the Chiefs only because of Mahomes. That's our boy. Only reason. Former New York Matt Patrick Mahomes. Senior. Pat Mahomes, senior. Uh, Timmy. Uh, I'm going Chiefs. <laughs> As he blows the raspberry. Going with the Chiefs. Uh, Keith, who you got? I'm picking uh, Mahoney and the Chiefs. Maho- my, my Mahomey. Mahoney. I'm going with the Chiefs police also. Police Academy throwback. Uh, yes, Police Academy is great. I love Police Academy. Uh, and then the final game of the weekend uh, has upset written all over it. I think um, could be yeah. the Seattle Seahawks, who went seven and one on the road, uh, and you, we, we know we we watched it, uh, we lived it. We've we've seen Green Bay lose uh, more often than what we're used to in um, uh, up there in Green Bay in the playoffs. Uh, so Seattle heads in with seven one record on the road uh, to play Green Bay. Mister Rodriguez, who you got? I'm picking Seahawks. I, I can't. Russell Wilson. Jambalaya. Come on. And now Timmy. they have uh, they have the big guy, the big running back guy again. Yeah. Yeah. Beast mode. Yeah, this is this this is the one that I uh, I teeter on. But I said I'm going for all the home teams this week, so I'm going to go with Green Bay. Yep. All right. Keith? Very slim. Very slim. You know who I picked? Who did I pick? Not really. I don't remember who you picked. I picked the Packers. You picked the Packers. I – oh, my God. I I watched Green Bay. I I watched a lot of Green Bay games this year for whatever reason. Um, But I I just – I don't think that they are a two-seed. Like – I know their record says otherwise, but I, I just their play doesn't feel like a two seed to me, and so I'm going with the uh, Seahawks on on this one. Um, but do you know a little fun tidbit? No. And and this this is uh, relevant for us because we suck. Uh, but the San Francisco 49ers went from the number two pick in the draft to the number one seed in the NFC this year. Yep. Can we do it? If we would have got Chase Young, we could have, because they got Nick Bosa. Chase Young. So uh, here's here's something from a little bit earlier. Can the Giants, will the Giants, can the Giants, do the Giants trade up to get get Chase Young? And that all, uh, you know, that, that, that all goes with whatever the Bengals think is possible for them if the Giants were to trade up, because you got to get, you got to get past, because who knows what the Redskins are thinking. Um, at, at, at this point, the, you know, the Redskins the Giants philosophy since time memorial, <laughs> little Sopranos there is best talent on the board. They will not trade up. Well, that was a I'm Jerry Reese thing, though. That was yeah, may, maybe it's thing. time for a change. It was a Jerry Reese thing. It was a, it was a, since time 
Memorial. The garbage industry and Hollywood. <laughs> and the Giants not trading up. And now Keith's Fuckata of the Week. I don't know who to Fuckata. I just made it simple I'm, for you. I will Fuckata. The Redskins. I will Fuckata every pick above us, not the pick. Chase and now he's fuckata of the week. Fuckata everybody above us. That was that's <laughs> weak. I I, I wanted I wanted a bigger fuckata out of you this week. I can't. Now I'm saving my big fuckata of the week. And now fuckata of the week. Is it because you're on your porch and you want? <laughs> that's good. That, that, that was actually that's pretty good. good. I like that. That was a creepy fuckata. Yeah, I like that one. Hey, can, I, can I just say? Can I just say? Uh, the, the Walking Dead fuck at that. Can I, can I just, speaking of, of Sopranos, Mike Domino is a great Sopranos name. It is. Hey, like Mike it. Domino out of Staten Island. Hey, Mike huh? Domino, how you doing? Who owns that club? <laughs> Mike Domino owns that club. Oh, Mikey D, yeah. Mikey D, that's what they would do. That, that's exactly where they would go right there. Um, before we head out. I, I do want to ask you guys what was the what was the, completely not not football related what was the best movie that you saw in 2019? Oh god, I'm taking so much Ooh. crap for that. I don't even know. I don't even know what came out in 2019 to be honest with you. <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, you, you guys are all doing your top ten of the decade. I think eight of mine would be a Marvel movie. So I, I, <laughs> I, I stay away. I stay away from your list. So my, you, I mean, what, what you're what you're saying is Marty Scorsese would hate your top ten. <laughs> He would hate my top ten. <laughs> Mine too. Last impressions, I really liked Uncut Gems. That was okay. a really good movie, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I need. I need to see one more movie, and that's uh, 1917. And then I'll make my my. I, I don't really care about the cutoff. I, I'm. I'm. I've made myself pretty clear on that on the site since we started this in 2011. But I, I'll wait until the after the year and see everything I need to see. Uh, but I do want to see 1917 before I make my final top 10. But Uncut Gems is going to be in my top three or four. Uh, so is... So good. Huh? It was so good. It was it was so good. And then um, uh, The Irishman's going to be up there also. Yeah. And I, I, I know, Tim, I know you hated, hated Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be definite top five there. Um I haven't seen it yet. You still haven't seen it. Okay. Well, g- g- I know, give it I know a... I'm in the minority. I know I'm in the minority. Yeah, but you know, but I, I mean that, that's okay. That, that's I why Tarantino. I, that's why top ten lists are are. I love. Well, I love just will, scouring the internet looking at top ten. To have you vote. <laughs> I just I I just don't want to see 15 minutes of Brad Pitt driving. Yeah. No. I don't want to see Margot Robbie watching a movie. Yeah. You come. Well, I'll see her do anything. It might play a whole different way, and I might love the movie. Yeah, well, Rodriguez, I, I'm, in, I'm with Rodriguez. I'll, I'll just sit there and watch Margot Robbie do anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all, I, you saw, all you saw was her head. <laughs> but I, I, I felt that way with his his last yeah. movie. Um, was it uh, the Hateful Eight? The Hateful Eight. The the first the first seven min the first seven minutes of the movie is a horse and carriage. Yeah. <laughs> going oh, by, thing, yeah. So that that I mean that, that I, I I think you could pick a scene or two in every Tarantino movie that you could be like, 
get it out of here or, you know, cut it in a third, uh, you know, two thirds of it out um, or, or something like that. Rodriguez, yeah, yeah anything that comes uh, to mind? My Well, like, like Timmy, I got to be honest, my my most the movie I enjoyed the most was Endgame. Right. But the one that surprised me the most that I didn't think it was going to be this good was the Joker. I mean, I, I thought I thought it was just fantastic. You're, you're another. I didn't expect the, that. Marty Scorsese would hate you right now. The Joker. Yeah, he'll hate me too because the Irishman was boring as. Thank you. Okay. All right. Boring. By the time I, I watched two hours of it, and I said to myself, "I can't even watch Pesci and, and, and De Niro anymore. I'm tired of them. I mean, th- what are you doing?" But that, but, but that's that's what's it's funny about, about what's funny about the, those two movies, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and and um, The Irishman, is that there there are people that have uh, and, and like I said before, I, I scour the web to look at top tens, worst ten, but there are people that have that um, both of those movies in their top ten, and then they have there's there's people out there that have them in their worst ten of the year, so it, it's it's a uh, it's. He could, big, have, um, he could have cut it up into right a net Netflix show. He 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 could have, he could have done like a three episode thing like they used to do in the old days, and uh, and and you probably would have enjoyed the movie more as better than having me sit there for three hours and watch these guys just just be monsters. I mean, you know, talk. yeah, just talk, just the whole monster thing. I get it, I like it, I enjoy it, but Jesus Christ, Marty, come on. I enjoyed it. I thought, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was filled with a lot of old school movie technique, dialogue, paying attention to interactions, things happening in the background. Um, it, it, it strays from a lot of modern movie techniques where everything is just straight action in your face happening so quick. It was something that had to do with a lot of um, non-action you know, dialogue, like I said, dialogue, things happening in the background, interactions. Right. And for some people, that's sleepy time. And for other folks, Take it's care, Mike. very intriguing. So, you know, it's say I, 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 I watched three hours uh, is too long. I, I, I watched it in three parts. Cause I, cause I, I started watching the, you know, I started watching it. it was better with like six half hour episodes. Yeah. 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 And not the length that bothers me. It's it's that nothing happens in the in, in the length that bothers me, especially for a Scorsese movie. I mean, you watch you watch Goodfellas, and that's just uh, you're you're never bored. You're never plastic. you're never like like oh my god, this movie sucks. This is too long. Every scene is classic in that movie. Yeah, this one was just like oh yeah, we're talking about killing someone, but you don't see no one get killed. You don't you, see you, nothing going on. You know what uh, Bill Simmons mentioned on on his on his show. Um, was that, um, you know, you know, like how uh, De Niro's character was like looking back on what has happened in in life and whatnot. So he 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 kind of said, you know, maybe Scorsese is at that point of his life where he's looking back on his life, and that's that's kind of the direction that that he went um, on that. But no, I, I watched it in three different <laughs> three different. Uh, what would be better? <laughs> what what have, what would have been a better movie? The Irishman. Or a movie about the mob in which somebody gets cut up into a bunch of different pieces and in different garbage uh, areas, and then they become whole again at the garbage dump, and they, you know, kill everybody maybe who so. they want to do maybe in their life. Maybe it's supernatural, maybe it's not. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Good, good, good talk there. All right. Uh, so I think that'll do it. Um, we haven't decided on this, if this is going to be the last episode of the season, but I think we should come back with uh, another episode or two with the, uh, with the playoffs and whatnot. And I'm sure that we're going to get, you know, our offensive coordinator and defense coordinator in there. Uh, so yeah, uh, the post Super Bowl episode decision made decision, made. And this year, I know we said, talked about it last year, but, uh, this year we should definitely do a draft special. Absolutely, I'm calling it right now. That'll be that'll be our um, our last show of 2020. Yeah, there's no uh, well, Avengers actually, movie this year. Can't do it, huh? There's no Avengers movie coming out this year. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, and and we can't be doing a Mets show during the draft. We'll do a draft viewing in Studio Five Studio and record all of our interactions. Yeah, giddy up and reactions. Giddy up again. All right. Uh, Good show, guys. Uh, talked about, you know, just a recap. We talked about a uh, new head coach. We talked about the Rooney rule. We talked about how Danny Dimes is better than uh, that douche Mayfield in uh, Cleveland. And uh, good, good stuff. We talked about a little bit of movies, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. A great Fuakata of the week from Keith. Talked about Brooklyn Water Coffee. We talked about CineSportsTalk.com. And that is it, fellas. We've got nothing left to talk about tonight. So I appreciate you guys joining Keith is, I appreciate Keith. I appreciate you joining us six times Mandalorian! today. The Actually, you dropped off more than me, so apologize. Yeah, but I did it on purpose so that I could share. Boom! I'm back. Look at right, that. Uh, any any closing remarks, Keith? <laughs> I was just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go Giants let's go Joe Judge uh, Ravens are going to win it all <laughs> oh bold prediction there the Ravens going to take it all in the Super Bowl Timmy final uh, thoughts of the evening I am excited about our new head coach he is my second favorite judge let's go Giants <laughs> he's my first favorite he's in my number one he's my number one judge Rodriguez any closing remarks I can't wait for us to get uh, an offensive and a defensive coordinator and get started on the new season for the GMAT. Yes. We're going to be solid. We're going to be solid. All right, everybody. We appreciate you watching. We appreciate the comments. Uh, I think uh, Mike, Mike, Mikey D with the most amount of comments today. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Uh, later. OPC. Great job, you out. You're the most champ, baby. Yeah.